Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you can get podcasts. If you suffer from ED, 15 minutes could change your life. Peak Performance for Men offers a revolutionary treatment called Focus Linear Compression Therapy. There's no pain, no needles, and no downtime. Now, Peak Performance for Men is offering six sessions free with qualifying treatment protocol enrollment. There's never been a better time or a better deal to fix ED. Call Columbus's only trusted focused linear compression therapy provider today at 614-739-8181. That's 614-739-8181. Derek Jeter! This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to a Monday edition of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast. I'm Madam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante. The bench mix is getting down to the wire. Tyler Wade, Jay Bruce, Mike Talkman. Could there be a new solution for the New York Yankees to solve this roster glut? Also, a couple of shortstop rumors this weekend. Corey Seager, is that real? Francisco Lindor, can we pick up the Mets after they make a catastrophic mistake? What's going to happen there? And a small segment of Garrett Cole Corner. Folks, make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question on any of those platforms. We will be more than happy to answer it instead of smelling our own farts idea-wise, which is what we've been doing for several months now. Thomas Carinante, welcome to the podcast. How you doing? Happy Monday. Uh, positive vibes only, I think, and a lot of strange things swirling around the Yankeeverse as opening day is still somehow 100 days away. I'm here. I am good. Yeah. I, I, why, why are we getting good rumors about star players and star shortstops after free agency has already ended and after we're, we already have a set roster ready to make a World Series run? Like, why, why does this have to happen now? I don't understand it. Uh, like we said, we're going to get into the stuff we've heard about Seager, stuff we've heard about Lindor, but guess what? Yankees still plowing through spring. Uh, we got, we, we could put that Clint Frazier injury scare in the rear view. Uh, everybody else. Yeah, I think we can. He played sluggish and, Clint. You don't yeah. think that's maybe some post-concussive sluggishness? No, with Clint? no, he's, okay. he's probably just hot in Florida and his balls are probably sweating, which is why he needs to get himself manscaped. 
Yep. Yanks Go Yard is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineer tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. And if we're being honest, it's not enough men. There are a lot more. There are a lot more than 2 million men in the world. And there are a lot more men who definitely needs to sh- need to shave their balls. Uh, you get this. You get this new package from Manscaped, the perfect package 3.0 kit. And guess what they did for me? They threw in two free gifts, a pair of high performance Manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day and a travel shed bag to store all of your grooming goodies wherever you're going. Bring them anywhere. You shave your balls on the go in your friend's house. Doesn't matter where it is. You got a bag to bring it all. You need it. You should use it. So if you're interested in this, get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code FANSIDED20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Yes, you can shave your balls anywhere up to and including Scranton, Pennsylvania, which might be where Tyler Wade is on opening day. We are getting perilously close to the Jay Bruce opt-out date of March 25th. That is not the official day where he must be placed on the roster. However, that day is two days later, March 27th. Once Bruce makes his decision, the Yankees have two days to figure out who is leaving in order to make room for him. Now, if the Yankees can find a trade match for Mike Talkman, this gets a little bit simpler. They will then take two of Bruce Wade and Derek Dietrich North. This is from an SNY piece that confirms our suspicions by Andy Martino. The piece dropped Monday morning, though this is what we have discussed all along. So it's basically just laying out the scenarios we already knew were plausible. But from last week's news where Wade wasn't quite a roster lock, where we were filling out the other parts of the bench accepting only Higashioka and Gardner as locks to now where Martino is entertaining the idea that the Yankees could option him we are starting to get a little clearer picture on roster flexibility there is no way the Yankees will designate Mike Talkman for assignment they will either trade him or keep him there is a way where the Yankees send Tyler Wade down to the alternate site or to straight up triple a uh for the beginning of May uh Thomas I don't know how you feel about this I have personally made my feelings very clear that using an option on Tyler Wade seems fine, especially because Glaber Torres is 24 years old. The intended opening day shortstop, the intended starter for the vast majority of Yankees games this year. And if they have to use Gio Urshela at shortstop, let's say twice in April, that's probably fine. What say you? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think Tyler Wade should be on the roster. Uh, I, there's just no need for it. But then you look at Mike Talkman, and I like Mike Talkman, but I, I, I'll i say it again, that he doesn't make this team better. We already have f- four outfielders with Gardner, and if John Carlos... Listen up, Ohio, because this is a test from Pepsi. If you call C-Bus C-Town, you're not from Ohio. If you don't know the Blue Jackets actually have a fifth line, you're not from Ohio. And if you don't know what to say when someone yells OH, you're not from Ohio. We know this because at Pepsi, we are from Ohio. In fact, we bottle ice-cold Pepsi right here in C-Bus. So when you're thirsty for something that says you're from here and proud of it, grab a Pepsi. And say here's to OHIO, where Pepsi and life are oh so refreshing. Stanton is going to play some field, which has been discussed, but he's not going to see any of it during spring training, which makes absolutely no sense to me. Then then we have six outfielders. So how many outfielders do you need on a single roster? And then you have Jay Bruce, who feels like he's going to make the opening day roster and can play the corner spots. He played and left on Saturday when Frazier was out and he made a nice grab. So 
I don't know why. I, I understand the willingness to not just cut Talkman loose because he has all these years of control left. But if you de- if you DFA Wade and keep Talkman, then you're banking on Glaber Torres playing 150 games. You're banking on using Urshela at short in the early going if Glaber needs rest when he has when Urshela has a surgically repaired elbow that he's still fixing. So because if we're carrying Gardner, Higgy, Talkman, and Bruce, theoretically, that means Dietrich is not on the roster, and he's a guy who is flexible and can play a bunch of infield spots, so that hinders Aaron Boone's ability to kind of mess with the lineup card. Um, nonetheless, I thought the answer, the, the, the most obvious answer probably would have been to trade Talkman, option Wade, keep Gardner, Higashioka, Bruce, and Dietrich, and roll with the veterans because this team has enough young players on it. We don't need a whole lot of other guys who still need to prove it. And Talkman, though he had a great 2019, still has a long way to go to proving himself. And Wade has had ample opportunity to prove himself. So I'm not of the party that wants Wade on the roster simply because he could play defense up the middle. As bad as a detriment, his defense is not uh, earth shattering. It, it, it doesn't, it doesn't make you wow. Every time he's on the field, he's just a guy who happens to play both of those positions. So um, I don't know what the, I, the, I, the, I do know what the solution is. The solution is to option Wade trade Talkman and then go with this veteran heavy bench um, because you got to like the way Bruce's lefty bat profiles. In addition to him being able to back up at first base, I don't want, I don't want DJ LeMahieu being thrown all over the infield. He should be at second base. He signed a six year deal. He did the Yankees a favor. He deserves to stay where he wants. Um, both Dietrich and Bruce could back up at first base in, in the event that needs to happen. And I like Dietrich getting hit by pitches constantly. It's a free walk. And if he's in the lineup and he's another lefty bat who can actually uh, put power into it, even though he's not a heavy contact hitter, the difference between him and Wade is Dietrich can actually put uh put some uh, power behind, behind the ball. Wade is not doing, Wade is not putting contact on the ball or putting any power into it. So that's my solution for it. I don't, I do agree with the fact that we shouldn't be optioning Talkman, but I also, the, the Yankees aren't going to trade him at his value at the lowest. So I, I don't know what they're going to do. It's all confusing. I just wish it was easier. It's never easy. Just never is. No, losing Mike Talkman for nothing does not feel like an option, especially because of the amount of control and the lengths they went to to get Talkman two years ago and how integral he was to the 2019 team. I don't think that's a guy you just go, Ah, okay. Sorry. Goodbye. Yeah, sorry. Goodbye. We tried. It's not going to happen. Goodbye. Um, I, I DFAing him makes no sense. The fact that Tyler Wade has an option and people have noticed it and people are actually talking about it instead of just having it be a hidden secret. Now it's public knowledge that that's interesting. And it does feel like they're at least leaning towards using Wade as the chum to get Bruce onto the roster. Bruce is getting all the high profile endorsements uh, in the same way that NBA agents and teammates and players always leak things. People are now constantly leaking their love of Jay Bruce from Aaron Judge to Neil Walker did it on Monday. I understand it's we're in slow news day season and we're going to talk about some of these shortstop rumors that have emerged lately that are sort of the definition of end of spring training slow news day. But the fact that you're just getting these like once every two and a half day articles of just people raving about Jay Bruce's fit on the Yankees means Jay Bruce is probably making the Yankees. It's the moment you don't build up all that momentum just for him to opt out and go play for the Mariners. Um, It it sort of does feel like 
he has earned a roster spot at this point. Although Thomas, you're not super psyched about his numbers. He's what he's hitting 230 with a he's OPS. Yeah, he he's he's come back down to earth. He started off spring really really hot with those couple of homers, and he was getting on base. Now he's slashing 231, 286, 500. Not entirely going to complain about it, but I think his case for a roster spot has diminished a little bit. Then again, nobody else is really stepping up and doing much of anything in, in terms of the guys who are competing for a spot on the bench. So I still think it's his to lose, essentially. Um, but uh, I think, you know, Yankee fans need to temper their expectation. Once again, this is spring. Once again, he's just going to be a backup player. It's nice to have a veteran with a little bit of versatility and that type of experience because I'd rather a quality at bat than a Tyler Wade with every time he's up. In the yeah, I mean, he's probably going to hit 230 yeah. in the bigs too. Like that, it, it's it's probably, re- the spring performance is probably representative of what he'll give you. He'll go a week with three homers and some oppo liners and then he'll go a week and hit 100 and go one for 12 with, you know, a double. Um, that's Jay Bruce, but also, yeah, I w- I would rather have that than Tyler Wade. I would rather have his leaders. I would rather have a leader hitting 230 with power than a minor league grando hitting 210 with less power. That's yes. uh, that's not really up for debate. Um, and the Derek Dietrich thing, I just wonder if he's someone who'd be willing to hang out at the alternate side for a month and and make himself available. I feel yeah. like he would be. I feel like he he talked about early in the spring the yankees and dietrich have talked to each other for a long time this is not like a a a first time meeting just like get to know you spring like they're they've been on each other's radar for a long time and it does i don't know who's competing he's not exactly having a bafo spring he's just a guy who we all like and you wonder if the yankees were just like we're gonna send you the alternate would you hang out at the alternate side for a month in case we need you, we probably will. We know how these seasons usually go. Like, is there anybody else really clamoring for Derek Dietrich's services right now? We love him because we love him. But, like, it, if the Yankees let Derek Dietrich, if the Yankees ultimately lost Derek Dietrich, where would he go? Like, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati again. Like, these these sort of middling teams. I don't think that, like, the, the Dodgers aren't leaping for Derek Dietrich's services. Like, he's a Yankee this year. It feels like, I, I think it's highly likely that he just would accept a deal that leaves him at the alternate site for a little bit. I don't disagree with that. I mean, yeah, I, I, the first team that came to mind is the Ra- uh, Rangers. Like, yeah. the Rangers could probably use a little bit of help on their bench and, you know, in the form of a veteran. Why are you going to go there and just waste away? The team sucks. Dietrich is it, it, not nearing the end of his career, but he's certainly not He's certainly not eyeing a big contract or is one of the players that has has a bright future. So hang out at AAA. Be uh, be a Swiss Army knife on a championship contender that's probably going to need you for a good portion of the season, and maybe you get a World Series ring out of it. I mean, that's how I'd be thinking if I was if I was a veteran player of his stature at this point. Because why would you want to go to another crappy organization and just be on a losing team where you're mentoring a bunch of young guys? It's not really fun. Yeah, these conversations are new. Before we get into the shortstop rumors, I do just want to do the the quick Gary Sanchez corner. We're burying it right before the pre-roll ad so that maybe some of you are still here. Maybe some of you are gone. Uh, Sanchez has taken a, a, a little bit of a step back since his red hot start to spring. Once again, spring stats. We don't know what they mean. We know nothing. What we do know is that Garrett Cole has had two starts so far with Kyle Higashioka. They were great. One of them was yesterday. Five innings, one solo homer eight strikeouts uh remember i I, all i'm doing is noting this all i'm doing is saying this is true all i'm doing is noting this and saying this is true in two starts with rob brantley and gary sanchez behind the plate four and two-thirds innings three earned runs remember when aaron boone getting gary sanchez and cole together was priority number one this spring training Mm -hmm. and sanchez caught cole's first outing of the spring and it was some big indicator that boone's master plan was coming to fruition since then gary sanchez has caught zero Garrett Cole innings. It's just true. 
It's simply, Weird. it's simply true. Thomas, it's very, it's true. just true. Yeah, it's it couldn't it couldn't be less true. I think I would venture more true. It couldn't yeah, be more, more true. true. I'm sorry. Yeah, more true. Um, <laughs> We're, yeah. All, all I'm doing is saying a thing that is accurate. Well, what, I'm not, I'm not concerned necessarily. No. Yesterday became official on mm-hmm. Sunday. Gary Sanchez will be catching opening day. Should be. He should be. That's great. I'm glad he is. The Yankees need to figure out what they have in Gary Sanchez this year. It's one of the most important things that will happen in the 162 game season. That being said, headline grabbing. When Sanchez caught Cole's first outing in the spring, it was one inning long. He gave up three hits in a run. Has not done it again. You think that was <laughs> a tactic to kind of like shut everybody up at the onset of spring? I don't know. Uh, but I'm not he, fooled. I, I'm not, I, I I'm feel like fooled. the guy in the FBI basement with the tinfoil hat going, <laughs> but I thought I thought we were supposed to, wasn't it Gary and Cole season? Uh, it hasn't happened since. It just it simply has not happened since. And Hoke asked Boone the other day because Higgy was dealing with that side soreness and missed a couple of games. Actually, missed more than a couple of games. He was out for probably a week, uh, and they wanted to get in some action. And coincidentally, the next time he could get action was Garrett Cole's start yesterday, and that's when he caught the game. So uh, Hoke asked if this was any indication of what the opening day lineup will look like, and he said no. The plan is to probably have Gary Sanchez catching him. So if we're going to go with Aaron Boone's assessment, Gary Sanchez is probably the opening day catcher. But if we're going with the stockpile of evidence we have over the course of the last three weeks, then it doesn't seem like that that's the case. So nonetheless, just pointing out the facts for everybody. That's what's happening. Maybe the story will be different in 10 days. Maybe it won't be. I don't know. All we're doing is pointing out the facts. We are going to take a quick break. When we come back, some Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were yelling at another car while driving, let me say it again. You need to calm down. Yelling is just making everyone as stressed out as you are and letting them all know that you definitely aren't trying to save with Progressive Snapshot. And if you did hear it the first time because you weren't yelling at another car, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. On facts for you about Corey Seager and Francisco Lindor. Stick around. Welcome back to the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Bob Clappish, God bless him, very connected Yankees insider, dropped this Corey Seager nugget on us. We all found out about it Sunday night. I got Yankees Twitter buzzing. He essentially thought it was a fait accompli that the Yankees would chase Seager this offseason, that they did not go over the luxury tax this year specifically to make themselves available for the Seager chase. Meanwhile, we all gave the Dodgers uh, significant plaudits for destroying the luxury tax threshold, signing Trevor Bauer, going to like $280 million or whatnot. That indicates to me that I don't think the Bauer deal will will preclude the Dodgers from spending. It makes me think they have no limit. They are insane people. They'll do whatever it takes to do anything. And that's great. I still think we should applaud the Dodgers. That being said, they did splurge for Bauer. The Yankees did sit on the sidelines. Now they open 2021 with Glaber Torres firmly entrenched at shortstop, or so we thought. Bob Klappish knows a lot. And if he says the Yankees are firmly going to be players for Seager next offseason and that it's sort of an open secret that that's why Hal didn't spend this year. First off, crazy. Second, uh, we'd heard mostly about Story, not Seager, sort of assuming the Dodgers were going to sign Seager. But third, uh, do we believe this to the Yankees? And, and obviously a lot changes if they pursue Seager. Uh, you know, not only just Torres move, uh, Gio probably gets traded. Luke Voigt, maybe another cheap contract that gets traded. A lot of things are going to have to happen to accommodate a Corey Seager deal. But do we believe, do we believe that the Yankees are towards the front of the line for Seager and that they're actually going to make a play for him next offseason? 
I believe that they will be in the running for one of these guys. Uh, we've heard the we heard Andy Martino over the weekend or late last week talk about if Francisco Lindor doesn't get extended by the Mets and ends up hitting free agency that the Yankees are going to be at the front of the line. So it seems like felt Yankees, like a troll, but like still yeah. still got said. Yeah, I mean, look the 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 thing is is I know the Yankees could have traded for Lindor and probably not given up much this offseason, but. Um, they probably knew that they had to take on a guy like Carrasco. They didn't want to spend the extra money. Um, so you also have to believe that it was bad press for them to not give Glaber Torres a full 162 game slate at short, because how are you possibly going to judge a guy after 40 games? It's just, it's irresponsible after all he was, he was, he was all-star in his first two seasons. Like you can't, I know it was at a different position, but you're, this is the guy who you want to be the future at shortstop. You have to give him a fair shake. He didn't get a fair shake in 2020. Nobody got a fair shake in 2020. So 2021 is the make or break year for Torres in many people's eyes. Uh, unfortunately, that coincides with arguably the greatest shortstop free agent class we're ever going to see in this lifetime. Um, and mo- almost all of them are very attractive options. I think the only one who the Yankees wouldn't be in on is Carlos Correa. I even think Javi Baez would have a shot of coming to the Yankees. He seems like a great big market dude. His defense is stellar. Um, I know his bats a little bit inconsistent, but put him in the Yankees lineup and you have a little bit of a different story. Um, so I think if Torres falters, then that's going to seal the deal on the Yankees being in this market. I think also, I don't, I don't necessarily want any of this to happen. I like this roster as constructed and I want to see all of our guys succeed because that would just make life fun and would maybe we can go after pitching instead of spending a lot of money on another high profile uh, position player. Max Scherzer. Um, yeah. Be nice. Um, but you look it, maybe, maybe the organization is not sold on Torres, even if he does perform adequately, Cashman did not have ringing endorsements of him throughout this off season. It was seemingly a call out to kind of have him wake up, not really a message you want to send to that young of a player, especially one who's kind of been really good for you. I don't know. I got, I got odd vibes from it. Um, but I see a scenario in which Torres does succeed at short. And the Yankees use that trade chip of him increasing his value to get themselves a controllable ace or co-ace or whatever it may be. Because remember, Corey Kluber's a free agent after this year. Tyone is after 2022. This rotation is constantly in need of some sort of stability. I know Davey Garcia and Domingo Herman seemingly have futures there, but in this day and age, you need five deep or else it's going to be a tough run in the postseason for you. So maybe they revisit the Luis Castillo talks and ship Torres over to Cincinnati for him. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm just not going to rule out it potentially being a possibility because then they can splurge on a guy like Seager, increase their window by another two years, theoretically, because Castillo would have two more years of control. They'll be paying Seager a ton. Judge will have another year of control, obviously, after this year, and then they can see what they can do, maybe maximize their window even more for 2022. Um, I don't like these rumors. Like I said, I don't like these rumors popping up now. I like where the team's at at the moment. We There's really no, very few negative headlines aside from the kind of blurriness with Clint Frazier and the uh, elbow injury to Zach Britton. Um, I would like to see this team win a World Series and not have to break them up because the front office isn't confident in them. But it's the most, it's the best shortstop market you're going to see forever. And shortstop has been a marquee position for the Yankees for a very long time. And they like to fill that void as best they can. So I don't think this is, I don't think this is anything too unbelievable. 
um, at the end of the day. Yeah. Some people got mad at me, by the way, for saying the Cliff Frazier stuff was weird. I think if you've got a guy who's famously got post-concussion syndrome yeah. and then he scratched for something minor and Aaron Boone says it's something minor and then the next day Aaron Boone says he was just feeling a little sluggish, I understand that it's medical protocol. You can't say if there is something coronavirus related, you can't come mm -hmm. out and say that. Obviously, that wasn't the case. Clint Frazier played that day. All I'm asking for is a little clarity. If you're telling me he has a minor injury and then the next day you're telling me he was feeling ill, these are completely different things. I just want clarity from the uh, front office. That's all I'm saying. Uh, now that that's cleared up, I would obviously, you know, we will know much more about what the Yankees are going to do at shortstop after this season when we know what a full season of Glaber Tours at shortstop looks like. And in March, it looks pretty goddamn great. Yeah. Um, in March. In March. But I, I wouldn't be thrilled to be Glaber Torres coming off this shortened, terrible season in which I'm out of shape. I come back. I don't look great in August. I do look great in September and October, by the way, which not enough people... I don't think enough people have mentioned how good he looked in the playoffs. He was they their best non-Giancarlo Stanton hitter in the playoffs. All the Clint Frazier love in the world, that's great. Clint Frazier didn't even start in the postseason, and yet he gets this clean slate where he gets this comeback 2020. Didn't start. Brett Gardner started. Glaber Torres was the Yankees' best hitter in the postseason, but in the non-Giancarlo Stanton division, who hit a 500-foot home run in every game and carried the team throughout the postseason. Um, so coming off that, Entering your age 24 season, finally getting a chance to play shortstop in a regular season. You now feel fit. All the comments are great. Everything you said makes it seem like you started training the second the season ended. Look smooth at short. He's hitting. And then all you're hearing is the Yankees are very much in line for Corey Seager. The Yankees and Rockies could match up for this Trevor Story trade where Gio Rochella and Miguel Andujar and David Garcia get traded from Jim Bowden. And then uh, the Mets and Francisco Lindor talking. But guess what? The Yankees would definitely be interested in that kind of player if the Mets don't come to a conclusion there. Of course, they'd be interested in a kind of player like Francisco Lindor. He's like a top 10 Major League Baseball player. So if I'm Glaber Torres, I am not thrilled to be reading these types of things. And I am champing at the bit to get out there for 2021. And all this ties back in to the front of this conversation, because guess what? If I'm Glaber Torres and I feel healthy and ready to own the shortstop position, and I'm still hearing rumors about three of next offseason's top shortstops, I want to play every damn day. And I want Tyler Wade in AAA. Yeah. And he, he, this is testing him mentally. And I think uh, maybe it's a tactic by the organization. Probably not, but you know, you want to see, he's still a young player. Um, he dealt with a lot of adversity in 2020. He did come around. You're right. There has not been enough talk with how he came around in September and October and was good. He was very, very good, which is. Yeah, I thought the playoffs were all that mattered to Yankee fans. I yeah. hear that all the time. Do you guys not remember how good he was in the playoffs? Yeah, very, very good. There were no issues with his defense. And he's remember, he's still super young. This is the great signs to see. He everybody. Everybody had a slow start to 2020, whether he came into camp, uh, summer camp out of shape or not is is whatever you know a lot of people were faced with different situations that didn't what weren't exactly conducive to their usual regimens or or, or training uh whatever so um he's he's not an experienced veteran he doesn't really he probably wasn't the greatest at navigating all of this um and then he got injured so what do you want a lot of the the 2020 has to be a pass for just about everybody. Um, I don't, like I said, I don't, I don't like this. I, I want, I, if we have to be honest, we got to just dispel these rumors from our brains right now. Keep them on the back burner for later. 
even if Torres doesn't perform super high to expectations this year, you don't want to hear this chatter uh, because whenever negative news grows in New York, it festers and then it infects the fan base and then people start just jabbering about nonsense. And it does affect morale. Fan base morale is very important. It's it's very, very important. Look at Yankee fans, you know, coming to uh, pack the stadium for the playoffs. Uh, the energy there is unlike any other. We don't want any of the bad stuff. We don't want people doubting players. We don't want to be looking ahead to eight months from now in terms of who we're going to sign to replace people. Focus on the now. Get the job done in 2021. Root for your guys and get on with it. We got to we gotta turn the page here after a rough 2020. Glaber Torres' playoff career. 308 in the ALDS Incredible. against the uh, Red Sox in 2018. 417 against the Twins in the ALDS 2019. 280 with two bombs and six ribs against the Astros in 2019. AL wildcard series last year batted 714, hit 313 against the Rays. In the DS, overall 342, 432 OBP, five homers, 15 bombs in just 21 games. Believe in Glaber Torres. If he's doing the damn thing on the defensive end, rest assured he will do with the bat as well. And that, those last two stats, the 713 average and 313 average, were uh, at the tail end of the season, you guys told me it was terrible at the age of 23. Mm -hmm. So just saying. Uh, Not saying that he shouldn't be connected to guys like Seager and Lindor in a crazy miracle scenario where the Mets completely choke uh, on their own lunch and, and don't get the job done. Uh, I'm just saying that Glaber Torres has put up a pretty solid resume, even in a year in which everyone is telling me he was God awful. Um, and if you want to cite his defense is something you can't win with. Um, I've also been told repeatedly that the Yankees couldn't win with Derek Jeter's defense. And that guy uh, won five rings and was the shortstop and captain of the best team in baseball for 15 years. So uh, miss me with that. Uh, Thomas, before we go, do you want to talk Garrett Cole? Do you want to get your concerns on the record or no? Eh, yeah. Why not, guys? I said I told Adam I'm not going to complain about this. I'm not. We're I'm not, not going to complain. This is I'm one minute gonna, on the clock. I'm not complaining about this until the end of April. But Garrett Cole has 12 and two thirds innings pitch this spring. 13 hits, three home runs given up. I don't like the 265 batting average against. Don't really like the 1.26 whip. But guess what? It's spring. The guy's trying to get through it. Uh, I did like it was very cool when he gave up that home run to Marcus Simeon. His fastball velocity just continued to go up. Um, I don't know what he could potentially be working on. He's a refined ace. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball. So I don't think that, you know, he's experimenting this spring. I think uh, the theory that Adam has had all spring is that Cole is just trying to get through it. He's ready for the regular season. Good news. Aaron Boone said he views Cole as a 200 inning guy. I do too. I think that was one of the, uh, the, the least uh, concerning question marks on the entire roster. Uh, not going to start saying anything else until the end of April, but um, I, I want to see the home run numbers just get, go a little bit down. I'm concerned about with the, the heavy exit velocity too, but uh, three and own is three starts. So can't really complain about that. And uh, happy. I'm excited to see him uh, on opening day. Hopefully just shut me up because I don't want to be concerned. I don't want to be looking over my shoulder. Uh, for an untimely G-Man Choi home run against Garrett Cole. I just don't. So thought no, I'd get that out right. there. It's not but, fun to watch. Yeah, we're not going to be, I, like I said, I'm not going to be talking about it for another month and a half. So yeah, we're shutting up for now, but it would just be not, I, I just don't, I don't care about watching Garrett Cole. Every Garrett Cole spring start is cringe for me. I just want him to get through yeah. it. I want to see him in the regular season. Like it's unfortunate when he gives up home runs, but every time I watch him give up a home run, I go, probably wouldn't happen with another tick and a half on his fastball. And I don't really want him throwing another tick and a half on his fastball right now. Uh, all of this in summation is just get us to opening day. This has been somehow the longest month of the longest year of our lives. Get us to April 1st, spring baseball. 
play the kids for the next week. I don't care. Everybody seems like they're fine and ready. Keep them in a rhythm. Give everybody one at bat uh, and yeah. just get the get the kids in. It, it, this is now officially boring. Uh, unless you're going to give the Yankees these wins in the regular season record, in which case, cha-ching, very beautiful. They have a lot of wins. Uh, that is it for this edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, but those are the main three ones. Drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question. We will be more than happy to answer unless that question is uh, about how we get so many ball puns into the Manscaped ads. In that case, that's our little secret. We will not tell you. Until next time, I'm Adam Weinrib. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinrib. And I'm Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. Please also head on over to YanksGoYard.com. We got all the content flowing there for you. Talk to us on Twitter at the official YanksGoYard Twitter account at YanksGoYardFS. And until then, folks, we will talk to you next on Wednesday. Oh, yes, we will. Aw, you didn't have to go so all out for my birthday. Yes, we did. Because birthdays are about showing your friends how much you care for them and how grateful you are for their... This is Jamie from Progressive. No, this is a great time. Progressive protects you 24-7. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry that happened. <clears throat> Jamie. Can you hold on one second? Uh, I gotta take this call. But remember, birthdays are about togetherness. Contact us 24-7 on the phone, online, or on the mobile app. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Covered subject to policy terms. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.